to another episode of Women's Wellness That Works. I'm Essential Anne, and my next guest is Kimberly Spears, a financial planner and benefits specialist. She discovered her passion for mentoring youth and other women while traveling as a collegiate and professional basketball player. She recognized the insecurities and stigmas that often stifle female athletes and encouraged them to own their own excellence and recognize their divine ability. Kimberly is currently expanding a program that encourages healthy mindsets and financial habits amongst youth and collegiate athletes. Her story begins with being in a toxic relationship in her senior year of college. Kimberly is here today to share her story Welcome, Kimberly, to Women's Ones That Works. Thank oh, you. So excited to be here. Thank you. I am excited because you know what? We are Belize sisters. We are Belize sisters. We just returned from a trip with Pure Abundance Retreat and Petrina awesome. Wisdom. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So I'm excited to hear. How was your experience there? It was phenomenal. I have, you know, I'm a working woman, so being in control is a lot, of, you know, something that I, I strive to have, control. But being on, in, on that retreat was just, I wasn't in control, and it opened me up to so much. And since I've been back, I have just been riding on a high that's just, I don't want to go away, which is why I'm sitting here with you today. Super excited to connect Thank again. Thank you. So let's talk about your senior year in college. What was that like? So that was the transition year. Yeah. You know, you, you do what you're supposed to do. You, you go into college having either listened to your parents or maybe have some goals for yourself. And now you've accumulated some debt. And now it's time to go out into the real world. And you have to kind of decide what direction am I going to go in and how am I going to take care of myself and, you know, what's my next step? Mm -hmm. So for me, my senior year of college, basketball coming to an end was kind of like, what am I going to do now? you know, what's for me. So right. I actually ended up moving to Orange County and I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I got introduced to the financial services industry. And at the same time, I entered into my first serious relationship. And it was very interesting because I was getting introduced to entrepreneurship as, mm -hmm. as well as being committed to someone and trying to make plans for the future. And it can get tough. It, it, it can be a lot in your lap very soon. And Honestly, at that age, I don't think I was ready to make some of those decisions. Yeah. I should have spent more time with just myself. And, right. you know, but you learn. Yes. You definitely learn. It was a learning experience. So how old were you? So I was 21, let's see, 20, maybe 22. Okay. I was, I completed my bachelor's and I had met a young man at a party and he was out of college already. And we just kind of hit it off. And it's interesting because I remember being at that specific party. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty tall. So, yeah. you know, I, I tend to stand out. So a lot of times I'm kind of looking around at that time, especially, I was like, oh, who's, you know, let's see who in here is taller than me. Right. Because so often as women, we're like, oh, I have to have like the person that's bigger than me or that's mm -hmm. taller than me. And, and we kind of use that to decide like if someone's, you know, initially eligible. Right, or and the right partner. You're trying to find the perfect partner. Exactly. Like, you could checklist them on a piece of paper. So, you know, so it was the gentleman that was taller than me. And, you know, he was nice, and we hit it off. And, it, again, it was very interesting because I was just going into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to be in business. I knew I wasn't going to play basketball forever, mm -hmm. even though I had played professionally. So I was 
finding out how much time it took to become a, mm-hmm. takes to be an entrepreneur and to be able to sustain yourself. So one of the first challenges that I really faced was how do I leverage my time? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we didn't live together initially, but when we did start to when we did live together, it was always a, a issue of how much time I spent in the house, mm-hmm. and that's because I was committed to work. I was excited yes. to go out and learn new things. I was yeah. around a bunch of individuals who were successful, more successful than me, had the things that I wanted, and where I thought it would be a natural ease for him to come along with me, being involved, be involved, it wasn't. So it created a lot of friction, and it was very tough for me for a while because I had this great work career. I was learning a lot around all these positive people, these open people, but then I would go home and have to kind of make excuses for why I wanted to work so hard, why I wanted to work at a different capacity. So your boyfriend at the time was not open to the fact that you were following your passion in, in your new career and your new opportunities. So he would rather, what, have you at home with him? At home with him or even traditional nine to five. Mm. And where I understand that that's, you know, that fits for a lot of people. I was discovering for me that wasn't going to work. That wasn't what I wanted. And I was working from nine to five Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but I was also getting fed these different mindsets Mm -hmm. about how I'm shaping my lifestyle. So for him, I think he tried for a while to handle, you know, the constraints of my job and what I was wanting to do, but he probably wanted to be the protector or the, you know, I make enough money. Why don't you just stay home? You don't have to do any of that. So let's, dive deeper. What were the effects of that? What happened when you weren't there or when he would be unhappy? It would just be very, some of the people business. My responsibility is to go out and talk to people Mm -hmm. about their personal situations and Mm -hmm. help them find light and plan ways to move forward. So for me, it was like living a double life. It was Mm -hmm. very tough because I was seeing where I wanted to lean more in at work but unfortunately, it just confirmed an idea that I didn't realize I held on to, which mm-hmm. was that as a woman and just knowing myself, I couldn't have business and a relationship. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be possible. I knew I have, a, I say I have an addictive personality, not on drugs, but anything that right. I'm doing, I'm committed to it. I'm 100% yeah. in. I'm not going to quit. So I was always afraid that if I got into a relationship, that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's what happened. It was like, and so hey, tell me specifically what happened. So it ended up turning into a domestic violence situation. Mm. And it was always interesting to me when I reflect on it because growing up, I never saw any violence in my home. I didn't see my parents argue. Mm. And they might have, but they did a really good job At of hiding it, or, or, yeah. it or hiding it. But it's interesting because I also had to realize, you know, you actually never saw that many arguments. So you might not have actually known what an argument mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. You might not have known how to react to yeah. it. So yeah. in that relationship, when it got physical and it was just off frustration, I was mad or he mm-hmm. was mad. And it was just kind of like, how did we get here? How did we become so involved with each other that mm-hmm. I can allow you to pull me to the left and yes. you can allow me to pull you to the right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately what happened is it just made me reevaluate what was important to me. And at that time, it wasn't the relationship. Yeah. It wasn't the relationship. It was finding those things that were going to build me up, right. finding those things that were going to push me further into those things mm-hmm. that I wanted for myself. 
And how long into the relationship did you feel and decide that? So <laughs> we were together for five years. Yeah, long time. It was a long time. So the first two years, you know, everything is relatively easy and mm -hmm. smooth going. But year three, four, five, it, it got difficult. Mm -hmm. And eventually my family knew that we were having these problems. And it was tough because I'm really close to my family. Mm -hmm. And I remember not going to events. I remember mm -hmm. making excuses to not be present. Mm -hmm. So it was just all these red flags and signs that, mm -hmm. like, you think you can handle everything. And, right. You know, I was already in my head making plans to leave, but I still didn't check no more of those red flags that were there so that I could have left faster. Yeah. Do you think you were in a codependent relationship? Very, very likely. Very likely because the flip side of it is you work so much mm -hmm. that when you do turn the switch off, I didn't want to be out dating. I didn't right. want to be looking for someone to mm -hmm. be involved with. So he was there. So it was very comfortable. And... You know, there's a little bit of an ego, too, that was like, you know, I'm making a lot of money right now, and you really can't tell me anything. Mm -hmm. So just, like, deal with it. And sometimes yeah. he'd be like, you're right, mm -hmm. and that would be that. But ultimately, like, I wasn't showing him the type of love that he deserved. He wasn't showing me the type of love that I deserved. Mm -hmm. And it was because we were just two different people who right. wanted two different things Two different out things life. out of life, right. Completely. Yeah. And so... When you say domestic violence, which is a serious, serious topic in, in the world, um, some of the things he's done verbally and physically, how has that affected you? So the, the way that I relate it is from being an athlete, and I, I mentioned to you about, you know, the insecurities of being a female athlete. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're muscular, some of yeah. us are tall, some of yeah. us are shorter, but we just have a, a presence in the build from working out on our physique for so long. Yes. So I remember in the movie Selena, there's a scene where she's yelling at her boyfriend because he got drunk with his friends and trashed the party, and she, like, pushes him and is like, mm -hmm. I know you're not, you're not supposed to be that dumb. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, this emotional, heated moment, mm -hmm. and he's just kind of like, oh, babe, sorry, I disappointed you, and, and that was that. So in my mind, I'm like, you know, like I'm a little dainty girl, like same thing. Yeah. So we had our disagreement and I, I think I did, I was the one who initiated it mm -hmm. because I pushed him like, what, what the heck is that about? Not knowing what that would trigger for him, mm -hmm. not knowing what his experiences had been in the mm -hmm. past and it just opened this floodgate. Mm -hmm. So it started off with, you know, pushing back. It ended up to being tossing me around mm -hmm. my apartment wow. and, you know, as single or as a, a not just a single woman, but I was, I was out here by myself. I was trying to make it, trying mm. to make it work. So you never want to have to tuck your tail and go home and be like, things got out of hand. Right. I need to come home. Or I need to figure it out. So I stuck it out and I was kind of like, hey, we can't do that again. Like mm -hmm. whatever that was about. But it just started this slippery slope of making excuses, of making, yeah. Yeah. you know, and reasons. Did your family know what was going on or your friends? My family, they didn't know initially, and then they ended up finding out, and it was very tough for them. I remember my mom telling me one day, like, you love him more than me. Like, why would, like, you need to leave? Mm -hmm. And it was just the, I replayed, I think about that often, and I'm like, man, at that moment, I was saying I love someone else, because you've yes. never hurt me like this. Mm -hmm. My friends, it was a little bit easier to keep things away from them, but I'll never forget, I had made a new friend, her name is Shay, and... I didn't even plan on being this girl's friend in the beginning. And she just kept bugging me, kept bugging me. And finally, I was like, you're so nice. Like, you know what? And we hit it off so well. We ended up living together for a mm -hmm. while. And I remember 
at the height of me and him, of our drama, she was in the house one day and mm-hmm. he was trying to be aggressive with me. And mm-hmm. because she was there, I was trying to divert it. But then he kind of went to her and tried to use a little scare tactic towards really? her. And she ultimately ended up moving out. And I, I think back, like I lost a really good friend mm-hmm. because of this relationship that wasn't healthy for So me. what did you learn about yourself during this time? So you hit, you hit the, the nail on the coffin when you think about your codependencies. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about what are those things that are crutches for me and what type of things trigger me. So mm-hmm. I learned a lot about where my codependency was mm-hmm. and, and that fear of being successful but being alone. Yeah, yeah. So I, I learned that that was something that I was going to have to change the narrative. Mm-hmm. I was going to definitely have to work harder to go with my intuition and what you know. I mean, as women, we have that intuition. Right. You know from the first time to the third time to the fifth time how your body is responding, mm-hmm. what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And so many times we we don't ignore it because as we've heard a lot of ladies share, like we internalize it, it starts yes. to show up in our body. Manifest or, physically or in other aspects of your life. Exactly. Yeah. So I just saw like, you know what, this is not going to be the route for mm-hmm. you. You need to change your narrative first. Change, mm-hmm. They say change it in your mind first, mm-hmm. be able to verbalize it, and then you can go do. So what was the last straw? So what the last was straw was we were staying with some of his friends. We were like, mind you, I had my own apartment, my own space, and as time went on, just the drama of everything, I started to lose things. So at one point, we were staying with some of his friends, and we had had an argument or disagreement or something. Mm-hmm. And there were other people in the house. And I remember we were arguing, and I was sitting in the chair, and he was standing over me, and he was just yelling, and you could tell, very aggressive. Like, I already could see where this was going in my mind. So I called my best friend on the phone, and I'm on the phone with her, and I'm like, hey, you need to just get out of my face. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. Like, you just need to get out of my face. And he didn't. And I punched him in the face. Mm. He called the cops on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> he yeah, called the cops on me. Serious. And it got really serious. And it was like, it felt good for me because I knew there were other people in the house. So I felt safe. I felt comfortable. Right. But then when the police showed up and I'm like, wow, I'd never had the police take you to jail. Mm. You just called them on me. Mm-hmm. And call it maybe a cultural thing. Right. You know, you know right. we're very hesitant to call the police mm-hmm. in the Absolutely. black community for different things. Absolutely. So at that moment when I saw that, I was like, you don't really care about me. Whatever it is that's triggering you, it's deeper than mm-hmm. the relationship that we're trying to build or what we're trying to be for each other. So I can't do this anymore. I was done. That was it. That was it. All right, let's move fast <laughs> forward to present. You are now with? So I am now married to a yeah. wonderful man. His mm-hmm. name is Carl. And yes, he is. He's, oh, you've met him. He, I have. He is just like, I, I call him my unicorn. Yeah. I literally call him my unicorn yeah. because he is just a stand-up man, mm-hmm. just a stand-up man on his own. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody talks about, oh, I want to be Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know. And we talk about the feminine and masculine energy. And you have to recognize that if you're with a Jay-Z or if you're with someone who's affluent, with a man, he's Mm -hmm. not looking for you for your degrees, your licenses, your Mm -hmm. checks. They're not looking Mm -hmm. for that. They're looking for something more that you can bring to the table. Exactly. So when I met him, it was like, you're pulling a different side of me out Mm -hmm. and you're allowing me to be a different person. And you're encouraging me yes. to continue on the he things I'm inspires sharing. you and uplifts you and motivates you to do what it is you, that you want to do. Absolutely. And on top of that, when I met him, he was a single father. Mm. So we have 
three amazing, I have three amazing Aww, stepchildren. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. And I, I take it very seriously. Yes. Our, our two oldest are, are girls, teenage girls. So for me, working with youth and seeing all the different mm. things that you transition, you know, different transitions you go through as a yeah. young woman, it was like, oh, here's an opportunity in your face to yeah. live and be exactly who it is that you're trying to, you know, we try to portray ourselves in one way, but here's four set of eyes that aren't going to look the other direction. Exactly. And you are such a great role model for those kids because of your experience, your wisdom, everything that you've learned about yourself. Now you are beautiful, confident, vibrant entrepreneur and sharing that, you know, with your children and then your partner, your lover, your husband is just an amazing, amazing um, triumph yeah. that you've gone through in this journey of domestic violence, which could be so, so, you know, it, it, it would, could have gone the other way. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. We had instances. I mean, it got really bad. I mean, I've, I've, at one point he drove his car into my car and, mm. and all these different things, but... I know that there are women who didn't make it that far. Yeah. I know that there are women who are still going through it now. Yeah. So that's why it's so important that we, mm -hmm. you know, share our testimonies. Instead, we'll mm -hmm. share what we've been through. Because that's not the last difficult thing I'm going to yeah. go through. Yeah. But it is something that prepared me for some of the things I may go through. You know, yeah. it'll never be domestic violence, but it'll be another area where I have to make a hard decision. Exactly. A hard boundary. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you a few more questions. In one word, what is my purpose? My purpose is to share my testimony so more people can recognize that God has your back. Yes. There's nothing that you're going to go through that he can't pull you through. Right. And when you realize that I've moved from A to B already, when you find yourself at point A again, mm -hmm. you don't have to panic. Yeah. Being healthy means? Flexible. Yeah. Being, being flexible. Things yeah. change all the time, so you got to stay flexible. I find my strength in? God. God. Being a woman is influential. Yes, yeah. Influential, definitely. So I'm going to look at our audience right now, and I'm going to ask you if there is a woman out there who is going through domestic violence right now, who is experiencing something similar to your situation. Who? What would you say to these women? Don't stop telling yourself that it's wrong. Mm. Don't ignore those signs in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your feet that tell you the right thing to do for you. Mm. That would be the best thing I could tell you because it's a process. Sometimes you're able to make a hard line and leave the next day. Sometimes it's not. But don't get tired of telling yourself that this is wrong. This is what I want for myself. That's going to be right. Yeah. And then standing in that and being strong for yourself and for your children and for others that you inspire. So thank you so much. Oh my God, your story is amazing. You are amazing. You were my belief sister. I love you. Thank you for being here. Where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is you could be, you could underscore be. I'm on there. You can um, find links to my business page on there as well. Mm -hmm. Find me. Great. So if you resonate with this, I know millions and millions of women do. Show her some love. Follow her on Instagram. And remember, every woman has her story. If you are going through domestic violence right now, please, please, please seek help. Ask for help. There are other women who are going through the same thing as you are. And with that, 
I will see you on the next episode of Women's Wellness at Work. Remember, every woman has her story. What's your story? Thank you very much. See you soon.